Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Great to be with you today. Uh, all things Carolina on the mind today. And uh, Utah Senior Senator Mike Lee will be stepping to the podium just a second to uh, cast the ballots for the state of Utah. Uh, delegate votes there for President Trump, who has already well exceeded uh, how many he needs. And uh, looks like uh, Senator Lee's up there right now casting those ballots for the state of Utah for the GOP nominee. And as we've been talking about today, uh a lot of people are still trying to convince us that we're just too divided as a country, and we continue to dispute that on many fronts, but we may actually have some data to prove it, and uh, really pleased to have our good friend, independent pollster Scott Rasmussen, uh, who is our tag team partner with the uh, Deseret News and Hinckley Institute of Politics for our Utah polls. But uh, Scott, you just did a, a national poll, and you may have cracked the code. You have found what you can get over 90% of Americans to agree on. And that's a really amazing thing, because as you remember last week, I was complaining about the polarization. You know, we, my wife and I decided to move from New York down to Florida, and everybody interpreted it politically. And that wasn't the reason we did it. And so I was frustrated with that. But um, we asked people a series of questions this week and found that 93 percent of American voters believe it's important for our leaders to focus on things that bring people together. And, by the way, 71% of them say that's very important. So, you know, despite all the the hatred that you see on, on uh, the political trails and things, there is a yearning to bring people together, and it's shared by 96% of Democrats, 92% of Republicans, and 90% of independent voters. Uh, that's so fascinating to me because I, I was kind of getting to the point where it's like, well, we can't even get uh, 70% of people to agree that the sky is blue. <laughs> Or that I or that puppies and ice cream are good, uh, but but the thing that really interested interested me in your poll, Scott, is not just that everyone agreed uh, that we need our leaders uh, to focus on that unifying message, but what was fascinating to me was what the American people said would unite the nation. Tell us about that. Yes. Seventy-three percent, three out of four voters nationwide, believe that America's founding ideals, you know, freedom, equality, self-governance, would would uh, be a good foundation for bringing people together and unifying the nation. Seventy-three percent, only twelve percent disagree. 
And, you know, because, again, because with the numbers that big, it has to spread all across society. Uh, you know, among older voters, those 55 and up, uh, 8 out of 10 see those ideals uh, as a good foundation. Younger voters, 2 out of 3 see that was a good foundation. And it, the, this is a path to unity that is strongly supported by white and non-white voters, suburban, urban, rural, conservative, moderate, liberal, college graduates, those without a degree. And this doesn't mean we agree on everything, but I think it's important when we get caught up in the political debates to just step back and, and take a moment to appreciate how blessed we are and how fortunate we are to live in a country to have this heritage, this great legacy of these founding ideals. Yeah, I, I think this is so interesting. Again, I just I kept going back over those numbers. Seventy three percent felt that yep. America's founding ideals of freedom, equality and self-governance uh, really were that that good, solid, sure foundation that would bring people together and unite the nation. And, and obviously there's been a lot of things uh, over the last six months in particular between the cancel culture, uh, between uh, a lot of the uh, kind of blocking things out of history and the founding of the nation. Uh, what does this tell you, Scott, in terms of where maybe the elites of the nation uh, are as compared to where the rest of the American people are. Well, you know, it's funny. My, my first thought when I saw these numbers is this is absolute proof that Twitter is not representative of America at large. Uh, and, you know, and I think uh, the elites are in a different world. Absolutely. You know, we did some work earlier in the year and showed that uh, people who were not interacting with others during the pandemic, people who were working home and having Zoom conferences had fundamentally different views uh, than people who were actually out working with customers uh, or with other co-workers. And when you take a look at this, yes, Americans understand that we have difficulties. Uh, Americans understand that we have never perfectly lived up to those ideals. We are human, after all, and we will never uh, be fully able to say that, you know, boy, we've, we've found the magic. We know how to bring in equality and self-governance. But the ideals themselves uh, are somewhere. And, to, um, and, and again, it's that sense that unites us. And I do believe that, uh, you know, one of the fundamental differences, um, and it has been with us since the beginning of the country, is when you talk about freedom, equality, and self-governance, what that does is diminish the role of the elites. Uh, you know, if you say that people are free to make their own decisions and you trust them to make their own decisions so long as they respect the rights of others, well, then you don't need an elite uh, core of people telling us how we should live. Uh, and this is something that, again, I think is at the core of the challenge. Uh, Woodrow Wilson, the 19th century, complained about our system and said that we really needed to have an elite core of professionals trained to run the country. They'd be so much better than letting people make their own decisions. And then later as president, he complained that the American people have never gotten over the Declaration of Independence. Uh, nobody would say that as bluntly in today's world, but I do think you're right. The elites are a little bit less excited about these founding ideals, again, because it shifts power from the elites to everyday Americans. Uh, such uh, such vital input. Uh, just real quick, Scott, 30 seconds. Uh, what do you expect to see out of the next couple of days, the Republicans' uh, turn uh, to take the stage and the platform? Do you think they'll get to this message, or uh, do we get distracted with uh, 
how many TVs there are on Air Force One? <laughs> oh, I think there will be plenty of distractions, and I think that it will have less of an impact than all the pundits expect. Uh, but here's uh, something we're about to release uh, at justthenews.com. Uh, President Trump's job approval following the Democratic convention went up. Mm. Uh, it's now at the highest level it's been since April at 45 percent of voters. Uh, so these, no matter what the messaging the parties want to send, um, voters are looking at different things. And I believe that'll be the case with the Republicans as well. Uh, very interesting. The uh, the bounces that you usually expect are a little a little different. Interesting that President Trump would get a bounce coming out of the Democratic National Convention in his approval rating. Always fascinating. Scott, thanks for your insight. And uh, Scott's piece, uh, both on our Facebook page and also at Deseret.com. Uh, you can read just that uh, fascinating insight in terms of something that over 90% of Americans all agree on. Check it out. Scott, thanks again. Thank you. Have a great day, boys. All right, again, that's uh, Scott Rasmussen. And and the thing that's so fascinating to me is that focus on the founding principles. So, again, 93% of Americans agree that we need our leaders to focus on messages that unite the nation. And obviously, we're going to see a lot of division. Uh, President Trump already took to the podium and uh, has thrown a, a few barbs at the Democrats, just as the Democrats threw barbs at him last week. Uh, and, but that's not what the American people want. And it is important. And we're going to talk about this in our last segment that the American people over 71% believe that it's the founding ideals of the country are the way to actually reunite the nation. I want to hear what you think about it. You can weigh in on our Utah community credit union, KSL text line five, seven, five, zero, zero. We'll share some of those as we get back for our final segment. So let's go ahead and step aside. As I said, when we come back, we'll break it all down. What does it mean? What do we expect over the next couple of days here on KSL News Radio? It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.